Hey, this is Stevie Batiche from Microsoft, and you're listening to Talknology. Ghost air. Hi. 11th of May, Wednesday. On my way home from Morrison's. Time for a little bit of a natter. Because you and I haven't got together for a while, and I think it's about time we did. Just about to approach the promenade of Southport, beautiful little, slightly dilapidated Victorian seaside resort in the northwest of England, you know the score. Looking over the marine lake, which has a gaggle of oversized plastic swans, which is pretty, if you like that sort of thing. Some are pink, actually shocking pink, and the traditional regal white. Now. I don't know whether these days they belong to Charles or... I mean, I know there's that small detail of the Regency to consider, but you've got the Queen status very much in contention right now, haven't we? After the Houses of Parliament thing, or the Return of the Commons, or whatever they call it, with Camilla, Charlie, and the other representative of the monarchy, Prince Bill, sat deferent, watching all the peers and the privileged as they read out what they want from Parliament for the coming years. It's an odd time to start, I don't really understand, I'm not a political guy, I don't know what the symbolism is of the 10th of May and the start slash opening of Parliament, I'm sure relevant to somebody but it certainly isn't relevant to me so that's that anyway so yeah beautiful spot come down if you can put some money into the town coffers because by jove they need it right so catching you up on where we're at and i'm only going to talk a little bit about today really looking ahead audio mo's coming up in less than three weeks a fantastic opportunity slash excuse for you to chat for 30 days because that's how long June is every day exposing your mind contorting your body so that your mouth is always by your phone slash audio recording device so there's so much to talk about there's so much to figuratively unpack I read a fabulous article today by Ava at Bookbear Express Bookbear is one word express is another check him out on Substack right <clears throat> this one was about Eros Limerence and Love now I have first hand experience of Limerence so I know neurochemically how powerful and toxic it is and I recommend that anybody who is sentient read it. It's got some very convincing arguments why we should all try and find ourselves down that rabbit hole because it does make you look at life in a totally different way. My experiences with it were very greatly to uh, Adventure Playground here. 
bit of chaos uh, will we'll differ greatly to yours. And I think it is in our communal experiences that we together become stronger. I came up with that, by the way. I fully expect that will appear in some textbook in years to come. But yeah, anyway, check that out. Um, so the other thing was, I'm so right, I was just looking at... Uh, so I'm trying to buy a house at the moment, so I have some savings and you know I'm looking at the savings rate, savings rates going up and all that, which is which is great if you're in that position. But I know that many, 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 many millions of people are. And I have always been a fan of the work of, but not necessarily the personality of Jack Monroe. Or maybe personality is a bit too strong. Well, maybe it's more about the ideologies of <clears throat> in trying to find ways to help people shop smarter so that we can all feed our what appear to be growing families, although not my case. Uh, I like children, but I can never eat a whole one. Um, the, uh, how you can feed your, your families economically, especially during these belt tightening times. And having just been to Morrison's just now, you know, the prices are crazy. You know, you go to Morrison's petrol station, the prices are crazy. You go into the shop, the prices are ridiculous. I think the only thing that looks cheap these days, ironically, are parking meters. Not that you can get your car there without pushing slash towing off someone else's car, whoever else might be paying for the fuel. So, I've been doing some experimenting myself, right? So I'm, I'm a big fan of bulk buying and understand that your mileage may vary, acronym YMMV may come to pass here. But I definitely think that if you've got the space and you can see the logic of buying bigger packs that you should rush headlong into it because, you know, I'll just keep an example here is rice, right? So 10 kilos of rice for about like, I don't know, 16 quid. Now, that goes a long way and you can buy like a kilo of rice somewhere for 55p, I get that. But the extra you spend means better rice, better eating. And if you've got picky eaters in your family, then better you give them decent food. And actually, if you think about it, what's the reckon 70 grams of rice per serving now? Your maths is probably better than mine, but I'm looking at about 14 servings per kilo. 140 servings, right? If you've got a family of four, that's round about 35 meals. Oh, Rosas are out. A lot of unmarked police cars knocking around Southport today. I think they've finally wisened up to the fact that we're all, even the police, criminals in different kinds of ways. I'm a uh, love criminal. Uh, crime's a passion of my thing. Will you get across? Yes, I will. But buy it is one way, and you can do that with... I mean, look, I, I still to this day don't understand why people don't make their own bread, right? I mean, for the love of Jesus, it's salt, water, flour, cheap as yeast and you know if you want a better crumb 
slightly more appealing texture. Chuck in some of that baking spread that's about 60p or butter or sunflower oil if you've got a way of siphoning it off the Ukrainian fields. And there's loads of things you can do now to eat economically, economically, semantics. I make a lot of soup, I make my own pastry so that you can make soup and then throw pastry on top. And you've got yourself a pie, haven't you? You know, get yourself a scoop of flour and a vegetable stock cube, which has obviously been mixed up in boiling water. And there's your sauce. Genius. Ridiculous. Sweet potatoes, 99p a kilo, right? I'll feed four people. I got two nice sized sweet potatoes the other day for 79p. You can roast them, you can boil them, you can mash them, you can pressure cook them, you can put them in a flipping sweet pie like they do with Thanksgiving pumpkins. You know, they're probably all the same family anyway. Um, I was, uh, so you, you might know that I am a massive fan of Atomic Shrimp on the YouTubes, and he does a lot of specialist interest stuff. And no, put your mind away from where it was in the gutty and naughty Plimpton. I'm talking about food, and he was showing how you can cook stuff in a thermos flask I mean, that's amazing right so you just get it up to boiling in the pan and yeah that's your fuel I get that it's not free throw it in though straight away after that screw on the lid nice and tight and in three hours later you've got some hearty to eat honestly it's like a harvest festival every day when you know what to do what to look for and that really is all there is to it. And I desperately encourage you to just try it. Even if you're not one of them preppers, you know, get yourself a five litre bottle of water just in case, because you don't never know, do you? Um, so I'd recommend that. Hodge Bank, by the way, is doing 2.2% on their uh, one year fixed savings account at the moment, which doesn't seem too bad. I might want to give that a little bit of a look. And I think Hargreaves lands down, which is a broker also doing a lot in that way as well so give that a shot um, load, so there's loads of ways to tighten our belts without feeling deprived and oh god please just do it give it a go I'm still walking past the marine lake now because it's a very long lake it's a man-made lake and I think it gets some of its water from the sea I'm not entirely sure I really care to be honest but, uh, it's full of water. There's some small ships they call yachts because they're posh and they do a lot of that paddle boarding here as well. Can't be doing with that. It's something that you see with increasing prevalence these days. And to be honest, I don't know if you've ever spoken to a paddle boarder, but uh, they're not very nice people. The last thing I was thinking about was um, we can head to Audio Mobile, we can head to every day of the
the rest of your life. So I start a new assignment in a few days time and that's all nice. But the one thing that I've struggled with for ages, and I've talked about this widely before, on and off stage, is the concept of purpose. Not that whole Alan Watts, why am I here stuff, but how can I align my desire for productivity? with something that makes my heart beat faster. I suppose it could become a personal trade, but that only satisfies one of those two criteria. Not any great desperation to go out and uh, help people get a beach body. Uh, I suppose you can start digging, but uh, you'll never know where they hide them. And lots of books, Simon Sinek, got my own thoughts there. But there is a way, I think, of finding passion and all that. And I was listening to something the other day where they were saying, uh, you don't find your passion, then do it. You see what you're really good at, and that becomes your passion. That makes a lot of sense to me. Because there's nothing worse than starting on a journey to become a squash player when all you've got is a, wow, mutilated seagull. I'd probably take a picture of that and put that as my cover photo, but in all honesty, it ain't going to win any awards at the Bresses Podcast. <laughs> no, neither will I. Let's be realistic. Um, I've been thinking about this whole... Uh, you know, how, how, how do we all figure out what it is that we want to do and then, without wanting to simplify things, do it? And I think there's loads of ways, right, but I'm going to share with you some, some ideas from the coffin of my career and uh, my personal desires and dreams. Uh, so, to get started with, I think you need to have... Your day job, right? And I think we need to all agree that your day job isn't necessarily, in fact, for only the sacred few, going to be your passion, right? But it can support it. It doesn't necessarily have to be it. And when I say support, I mean it could be support financially or it could be an edge case. So, for example, if you really want to get into cross-stitching as your legacy, you know, 150 fabulously cross-stitched patterns of Lionel Messi's backside, let's say, from different angles, otherwise you could pass them all off as copies, then if you were to get yourself a job working in a thread shop or a mill, I don't even know if they still exist. Uh, they're working with fabrics. So, the, you know, you might be like, oh, God, I must be dealing with bobbins all day. Believe me, all of my managers have said exactly the same thing. But you can see, can't you, how by being in that industry or being on the outer circle of the Venn diagram inside which is your career and your passion you, you can you can see 
that you can slightly, slightly, you can start to get towards the middle where your career and your passion intersect. You definitely need to be in an experimental mindset constantly. So every day, I think I'll be honest, I've probably got ADHD to be honest, I'll probably get tested for it. Uh, the, the oldest man to be diagnosed with ADHD reports the centenarian times in 53 years. But you need to be in experiment mode all the time, super crucial, because you need to be aware, you need to be sensitive, and you always need to be doing something different. And I'm just taking pause now to reflect on this idea where people always talk about looking at your comfort zone and always being outside of it. And I get that, but I think that just needs to be reframed a little bit. Comfort zone sounds somewhere safe. And outside of your comfort zone sounds intrepid or scary. But I think for the purposes of this exercise, outside of your comfort zone means doing the different every day. Just giving yourself a pause to spend five minutes experiencing a sensation that you've never felt before or reading a book that takes you in a different direction always growing your expertise and experience portfolio so that eventually you're going to get to a point where you're like yeah do you know what i want to read more about that wow and that's when you open up that treasure chest of opportunities. The third thing, because I think in a roundabout way that we've covered two things there, maybe just the one, maybe this is point two, who cares? The second or the third point is finding somebody who is in a similar situation to you or just somebody who's a supporter or a mentor or a mentee. And talking through with them you could take two angles here you could just go straight in like a bulldozer and say what do you think are my strongest points or you know if I was looking for a new job and I know we're talking about differentiating between career and passion but bear with me if I was looking for a new job in which industry or what kind of person would hire me and have had made a good hire. But it's important that you hear from other people what you're good at, not just yourself, although ultimately it's what you value that matters. You'll be surprised just how validating and refreshing and comforting that experience is, so give that a shot. I don't think there's any Anything else I need to tell you about now? We've been talking, right? Non-stop for nearly 19 minutes, and I bet for you that's just flown by. Not only because we're surrounded by a miasma of avian soundscapes, but simply because I've walked from one end of the lake to the other, and haven't we had a lovely time? Thanks for listening. Now I've got nothing to say to you today, apart from I hope the rest of your week goes remarkably well. I hope that all your dreams come true. And I hope that you check out some of the 
things that I've talked about. There are no show notes because this isn't a show. This is just me and you having a little natter without any of the burden of looking at your bill and finding out that all along I was one of those saucy 0898 numbers and I've just reversed called yeah. I love you. See you soon. <laughs> okay, think of your mind as the house and your ears as the doors and windows. I'm going to come as Nick Knowles and buff up your rooms and excite your entrances. Welcome to Thacknology, the world of me, Dave Thackeray. Every day I'm trawling the web and world for ideas and inspiration to make your life a little more lavish. More often than not, it's just a plain old fun factory highlighting things to make us smarter, speedier and smilier. Don't forget to leave me a message if you want something, anything discussed, regaled on Thacknology. I'm Dave Thackeray. I'm a writer. I like a microphone. But more importantly, I love to hear what you think. So get in, stick around if only to keep me company. Uh, And remember, it can only get better from here. Thanks for being you. And for us, welcome to Team Thacknology.